0: Yeah, you hear this bullshit they be talking every day, man. It's like these motherfuckers is just like professional liars, you know what I'm saying? So wow. Listen, blow up projects. It was nigga. Tell the truth, nigga.
1: pledge no allegiance, nigga fuck the president's speeches, I'm baptized by America, covered in leeches, the dirty water that peaches your soul and your facial features, drowning you in propaganda that they spit through the speakers, and if you speak about the evil that the government does, the patriot act track you to the type of your blood, they try to frame you, and say you was trying to sell drugs, and throw a federal indictment on niggas to show you love, this shit is run by fake Christians, fake politicians, look at their mansions, and look at the conditions you live in, all they talk about is terrorism, television They tell you to listen, but they don't really tell you they mission They funded Al-Qaeda, and now they blame the Muslim religion Even though Bin Laden was a CIA tactician They gave him billions of dollars, and they funded his purpose Fahrenheit, 9-11, that's just scratching
0: the surface, surface. Bin Laden blow up projects It was your nigga, tell the truth nigga Push, knock down the tower Tell the truth nigga Push, knock, knock down the tower Tell the truth nigga Bin Laden then blow up the projects Tell the truth, nigga. Bush knock down the tower. Tell the truth, nigga. Say
1: the rebels in Iraq still fight for Saddam, but that's bullshit, I show you why it's totally wrong, cause if another country invaded the hood tonight, it'd be warfare through Harlem and Washington Heights, I wouldn't be fighting for Bush or white America's dream, I'd be fighting for my people's survival and self-esteem, I wouldn't fight for racist churches from the south, my nigga, I'd be fighting to keep the occupation out, my nigga, you ever clock someone who talks shit but look at you wrong, imagine if they shot at you and was raping your moms, and of course Saddam Hussein had Kevin. We sold them that shit after Ronald Reagan's election Mercenary contractors fighting a new era Corporate military banking off the war on terror They controlling the ghetto with the fear of attack Trying to distract the fact that they engineering the crack So I'm scrapped like Lee Malvo holding a sniper rifle These bullets to touch your kids And I don't mean like Michael Your body be you sent to the morgue Stripped down and recycled I fire on house niggas that support you and like you Because innocent Some people get murdered in the struggle daily And poor people never get Shit, and struggle daily This ain't no alien conspiracy theory This shit is real Written on a dollar Underneath
0: the Masonic seal Y'all don't rap the dead presidents I'd rather see the president dead It's never been said But I set precedents <laughs> Bin Laden blow up projects It was your nigga Tell the truth nigga Bush down the tower Tell the truth nigga Bush, Eight seconds away from the side with some cowards fought with the front building. They get to hit out. Come on,
2: we gotta fight it out. We gotta build a strong base, and someday we gotta knock those motherfuckers who control this thing right on their ass.
3: I think people will make an enormous difference if they speak out, and people should not be afraid to speak out one should not be silent because they don't think their voice will have an effect people do have an effect if they stand up and just by standing up they are protecting those who are targeted right now There's a time when the
4: operation of the machine becomes so odious makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part you can't even passively take part and you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels upon the levers by all the apparatus and you've got to make it stop and you've got to indicate to the people who run it to the people who own
5: it that unless you're free the machine will be prevented from working at all
6: i'll see you Could not commit some things I'll never be. So now we're talking about this. I'm starting to lose my confidence, and no one ever says a word about so much that happened. TV, Talking on my sound with you You said this would happen and just like that it did Wrong about the feeling Wrong about the sound But right to say We would stand down An hour went by Without a fighter in the sky You said there's a reason why Tell me now must confess I'm not I'm not sick enough to guess So you hope that one person Could solve everything And for me That's you And sometimes that dream Is a sad delusion times It's true So now we're talking about this I'm starting to lose my confidence and no one ever says a word about so much that happens in the world
5: It
7: will destroy us. Bam. This Raz. Yes. Sures. Raz. The first fifty-two. Sures. Raz. Live Tuesday nights. Sures.
0: Raz. Something that you know Bubba's gonna like.
8: Angry white guy radio. His point of view is different. It's the first fifty-two.
9: Part of the like constitution.
4: This is the best you got.
0: Something that you know bubble's gonna like. Angry white guy radio. Join me, Sean Raz, Tuesday nights, 6 to 8
10: p.m. RazRadio Live.com, radiofreeblood.com.
1: It was a calm, cool night in the streets where things are gritty In the lounge on the east side of town in New York City Where the rich show face in the air is something sleazy Suit and ties get away from their wives, the women easy An upscale atmosphere with some wallow Consumed by material life inside the hollow Like the chick at the bar smoking on a cigar quick Her heart pumps fast as sharp as guitar picks She sees a man with another skirt The type to triple her net worth for making your neck jerk And that's a goddamn shame she was packing a nine And a crime was no game So I'm ducking to a restroom Followed shooting late shots As the bass went boom She can't remember How she got in this place Took a look in the mirror But didn't recognize her own face
11: when I'm
1: More
12: like love at first sight Around midnight We might just see a bar fight It never fails Now that Mickey's out of jail He was Jimmy's friend The one that left the phony paper trail Heard he got cold feet So we got off the street But he was in too deep The man was never the same And now his new thing Looks like alcohol and cocaine and in the streets that's fresh But up in here This place It's nothing but stress Can a man be changed In an insane world The crazy man becomes king Or is it just this place That's known to steal your soul I hope you brought your suitcase Or was it just too late late. To go back in time Before his chick blue
11: face When I'm singing My heart's bleeding
3: He needed extra cash, but still not enough, he started moving packs No need for crack, this place was upscale
1: Ecstasy and coke were number one on the sales, no worries about jail He had cops on the books, one
3: week he had you fixed, as well as the crooks But tonight he was shook caught by the devil's eye Red dress blowing smoke, hand resting on his side, shine like diamonds in the sky He stopped for a minute, but had to keep moving He was trying to live it, the American dream A life full of schemes obtained by any means He tried to up the profit by trying to mix it up But the word on the street is that it wasn't good enough Joe met him at the club, said they had to talk Just come with me and let's take a little walk When I'm
11: singing, my heart's bleeding
7: September 11, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world, overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine, and live with pink-haired strippers, managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot-descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground. Hitting the Pentagon in the Budget Analyst Office, where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before, on September 10, 2001. Luckily, the news anchors knew who did it within minutes. Osama bin Laden. The pundits knew within hours. Osama bin Laden. The administration knew within the day. terrorists who committed these acts, and those who harbored them. And the evidence literally fell into the FBI's lap. That a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, if you can believe that. But for some reason, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists demanded an investigation into the greatest attack on American soil in history. That investigation was delayed, underfunded, set up to fail, a conflict of interest, and a cover-up from start to finish. It was based on testimony extracted through torture, the records of which were destroyed. It didn't bother to look at who funded the attacks, because that question is ultimately of little practical significance. Still, the 9-11 Commission did brilliantly answering all of the questions the public had, except most of the victim's family members' questions, and pinned blame on all the people responsible, although no one so much has lost their job, determining the attacks were
4: failure of imagination. Because nobody in our government, at least, and I don't think the prior government that could envision flying airplanes in the buildings.
7: Except the Pentagon, FEMA, NORAD, and the NRO. The DIA destroyed 2.5 terabytes of data on able danger, but that's okay because it probably wasn't important. The SEC destroyed their records on the investigation into the insider trading before the attacks, but that's okay because destroying the records of the largest investigation in SEC history is just part of routine record keeping. NIST has classified the data that they used for their model of WTC7's collapse, but that's okay because knowing how they made their model of the collapse would jeopardize public safety. The FBI has argued that all material related to their investigation of 9-11 should be kept secret from the public, but that's okay because the FBI probably has nothing to hide. This man never existed, nor is anything he had to say worthy of your attention, and if you say otherwise, you are a paranoid conspiracy theorist and deserve to be shunned by all of humanity. Likewise him, 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 and her. And her, and her, and him. Osama bin Laden lived in a cave fortress in the hills of Afghanistan, but somehow got away. Then he was hiding out in Tora Bora, but somehow got away. Then he lived in Abbottabad for years, taunting the most comprehensive intelligence dragnet employing the most sophisticated technology in the history of the world for a decade, releasing video after video with complete impunity and getting younger and younger as he did so, before finally being found in a daring SEAL team raid which wasn't recorded on video, in which he didn't resist or use his wife as a human shield, and in which these crack special forces operatives panicked and killed this unarmed man, supposedly the best source of intelligence about those dastardly terrorists, on the entire planet. Then they dumped his body in the ocean before telling anyone about it. Then a couple dozen of that team's members died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. This is the story of 9-11, brought to you by the media which told you the hard truths about His head could be seen to move violently forward. And
6: They took the babies out of incubators.
7: And Mobile production facilities. And The rescue of Jessica Lynch. If you have any questions about this story, you are a batshit, paranoid, tinfoil, dog-abusing baby hater and will be reviled by everyone. If you love your country and or freedom, happiness, rainbows, rock and roll, puppy dogs, apple pie, and your grandma, you will never ever express doubts about any part of this story to anyone. Ever. This has been a public service announcement by the friends of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DIA, SEC, MSM, White House, NIST, and the 9-11 Commission. Because ignorance is strength.
4: Being a cat can be damn
2: tedious. People dangling bells and Bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding, and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays, and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life, and be more dog.
4: You guys ready?
1: I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more.
13: Yeah, just the truth.
10: 15 years we've been asking for just the truth. When are we gonna finally have it? Go to the first 52 RazRadio Live.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. Yes, I am here. Yet another great week. To have a conversation. It is the 15th year anniversary of September 11th. We will talk a lot about that today. A lot, a lot, a lot about that. We got a friend, a, a friend of the show that has uh, enc- encountered some law enforcement activity over the weekend due to September 11th, due to his belief that maybe there's more to that than... Then what they say happened. But we'll, we'll get to that later on in the show. I don't want to blow my wad right away. I mean, you know, you gotta you got to really lay it out well and, and
4: get it in good.
10: Yeah. So Bob Tuscan will join us in the second hour tonight. I'm looking forward to that. It's been a while since Bob and I have spoken together. You know, we have a, a good time when we work together. I love working with him. He's another one. Him, Popeye. You know, there's certain people I just... Scott Rickard, when I get on the air with him, We just... We we gel together. And it's just... It's such a good show. So I'm looking forward to having Bob. It's been... I'm looking at our Skype messaging and stuff like that. It's been over a year since I've had him on. So we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. You know, all kinds of different interesting things to discuss with Bob and I. But, of course, we'll get into his arrest. His man-on-the-street arrest. I'm going to... In the first hour, I'm going to touch on some of my observations of the week. and Actually, the past two weeks, I guess, really, because I didn't do a show last week. Sorry, guys. I, I, it was a busy week. My, my company that I work for uh, no longer runs the property I work for, and I had to deal with a new management company, a new owner. All kinds of different things happened last week to me in my, my little world. So it was just a lot of stress, and I was not ready to come talk to you guys. Just to be honest with you. And that's how it goes. All right. But I'm here tonight. It is uh, ja- uh, September 13th, uh, two days after September 11th. I spent Sunday, September 11th, not not watching the news. I, I think I lasted for about 35 minutes. And it was that propaganda. Oh, we had to go attack Iraq because uh, cause it had nothing to do with 9-11. So we had to go attack them. And, uh, you know, we had to go into Afghanistan because, you know, we needed lithium and poppies. And we had a great excuse to get there. So, I mean, I just, seeing them push the ridiculousness. What is that in the background? Push the ridiculous drove me nuts. I, I just couldn't handle it. So I just shut down for the weekend. I'll be honest. Uh, I didn't do... uh I started doing a, uh, I usually replay on September 11th. I try to find a really good uh, news broadcast of that day. The longest one I can find, 8, 9, 10, 12 hours worth of news. I try to find it starting right as the plane hits. And I'll play that on September 11th. I've been doing it for years now. I think one year we did Howard Stern. Uh, You know, the whole day broadcast of Howard Stern. Thank you, toad for that day. But that was the way... I, that's the way I remember September 11th. Well, we lost power halfway through it, or or partly into it, and I decided not to restart it. Eh. 9/11 to me, it meant a whole lot. I mean, 9/11 really meant a lot to me. Uh, I, I'm prior service. Prior to 9/11, I've always been a, a Republican. Up until, obviously, I got into all this stuff and I realized the lies that were told. So I I, I backed away from all that at that point. But I've always been a a Republican. I've always been a, hey, you know what? we got to stand up for this country. I was was a statist. I was a patriot. I was a nationalist. Whatever you want to call me. You know, I got a a discussion this weekend with Salty. If you listen to my station or other uh, stations that are associated with me, like Salty Talk Radio, he's my father-in-law. We got into the, cause he's, he's really big into calling people status or nationalists or patriots. Status is his favorite. We got into discussion about, about these terms. Is it wrong to be a patriot? No, it's not wrong to be a patriot. Matter of fact, a patriot is probably the best you can be. All right. Cause you, you believe in, in what this country should stand for. This is my opinion, my belief. My thought process on this: you believe in what this country should stand for and what this country should be, and you, and you want this country to be that. You want the, this country to be an example to the world of, of, of what of what good stewardship looks like. That's what this country should be about. That's what this country was built upon. Is good stewardship, taking care of your fellow people in your life and in your world. And then we move to this, this very weird nationalism where the patriotism got pushed aside and it was all about the nationalism, about, about the country, not about what the country stands for, but about the country, about how strong the country is, how great the country is. And, and and we moved into that. And then, of course, we have statism, where the, the state is always right. The state can never go wrong. The state knows what we need, knows how to fix the problem, knows everything. Once you move into that realm, you're not far off of Nazism, You're not far off of the control factors that we saw that have caused the the rise of of evil people like Hitler, like Stalin. Of course, we know, being being a little different in our way of thinking, we know that things aren't quite the same. And we try hard. We try very hard to make people understand what's going on around us now are we always right do we get it a hundred percent right all the time no I mean unless we're talking about chemtrails, worked out but otherwise yeah yeah you know what we don't get it a hundred percent right but I think we get it a lot better a lot more right than the average person does because the average person doesn't even think about it so is our nation really what we believe it to be? I mean we've already once and again this, this doesn't really fall on me. I don't I don't take the responsibility of this because my family didn't get here until the early nineteen hundreds. I know that for a fact. Alright, part of my family, half of my family came from, from uh Italy in, in the early nineteen hundreds. The other half of my family came from uh, uh Ireland. And and Mexico in the early 1900s. So I didn't know. My family didn't own slaves. I, I have no white guilt for owning slaves. Because, you know what? Part of my family was actually the other form of slavery we had in this country. The Irish. Oh, wait. And the Mexican. Huh. Imagine that. And the Italian. Oh, they were all slaves at one point in time in this country. They all worked for mediocre wages. They all were treated like shit. They were all run into ghettos. Yeah, ghettos. That doesn't mean a black thing. That that's a ghetto is a poor person's area of living. And we've just transferred it into what we need it to be. So now, yet again, I'm not gonna sneeze Couple, of, Excuse me, I had a sneeze sneak up on me, I got another one coming. But I'm gonna try to fight it. Ugh, sneezes.
6: Ugh.
10: This time of year in Florida, it's the rainy season, so a lot of the pollen's releasing. So it gets you, it gets you really going. I've been having a lot of allergy issues, and I talk about that a lot. I have a lot of allergy issues. The reason I'm talking about the statism, nationalism, um, patriotism, and and how the people of this nation, the the people that that claim this is the greatest nation in the world, forget that we came in and took this nation from other people, that we then went, oh, we're sorry we did that. Let us give you this. Let us give you this, we'll give this back to you. This can be yours, because, you know, we came in and killed most of your people, and sorry about that. Oops. Sorry. But then we see it all happening again. And, and this has not been something i've been i've been wanting to talk about but we we get stuck on these these subjects constantly that we can't get to the the newer things the things that really matter so i've been wanting to touch on the uh the dakota protest going on um the video i have pulled up here is a ben swan video i see an update here from september 9th uh, i'm a little behind on this one i apologize but let's see what's going on
3: so what is going on in south dakota protesters there are having attack dogs sicked on them by private security groups, all while those protesters are arguing about bulldozing of ancient burial sites, sites that are being destroyed by an energy company. So what's happening here? Why are these Native Americans protesting? Let's give it all a reality check. Well, take a look at this. The scenes in South Dakota are very dramatic. For months, a multi-billion dollar oil pipeline has been under construction in four states. But over the last few days, there have been clashes between Native American protesters and the private security company that works for the energy company. And these have intensified over the last few days. Video on social media show all kinds of things. Pepper spray being used by private security guards on protesters, as well as this. Attack dogs being used to attack those protesters. So what are they protesting? Well, the Energy Transfer Company, which is building this pipeline, on its website it says this, that the company is developing a brand new oil pipeline. It will run, we're told, 1,168 miles, and will transport nearly 570,000 barrels of oil each day from North Dakota down to Illinois. The company also says this, the project's going to create 8,000 to 12,000 local jobs during construction, and adds that the pipeline will translate into millions of dollars in state and local revenues during the construction phase and an estimated $129 million annually in property and income taxes. So, what is the problem here? Well, according to the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe, the tribe's reservation is located in both North and South Dakota. The Standing Rock Sioux have filed a lawsuit to halt the construction of the pipeline, really because of two major concerns. Number one, water. The pipeline already is facing widespread opposition by a coalition of farmers, ranchers, and environmental groups because it's going to cross 209 rivers, creeks, and tributaries. Standing Rock Sioux leaders say the pipeline is going to threaten the Missouri River, which is the tribe's main source of drinking and irrigation water. Their second concern, though, the assault on sacred sites. And that's already happening. Last Friday, the Standing Rock Sioux filed a motion in court, saying they found several sites of significant cultural and historic value along the path of the proposed pipeline. But get this. Over the Labor Day weekend, construction crews removed topsoil across an area about 150 feet wide, stretching for two miles. Tribal leaders released a statement saying, in part, quote, this demolition is devastating to burial grounds, which are the resting places of the Standing Rock ancestors. We have a sworn declaration from one of the tribe's cultural experts that describes some of these sites, multiple grave sites and burials, very important archaeological features of the kind that are not found commonly. They went on to say, we put all of that in front of the court and the next morning it was gone. The shock and anguish felt by tribal members at this and this abuse of the legal process is really hard to describe. And it was in response to the bulldozing of the site that protesters showed up and had that confrontation with security guards who, again, used attack dogs and pepper spray. So what you need to know is that on Wednesday, a federal judge ordered construction on that pipeline to halt in some areas. But it did not halt construction near the burial sites. The judge says he will rule on that by the end of the week. But what is truly sad here is that the energy company seems to be trying the old adage, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than for permission. To permanently desecrate historic and ancient and sacred burial sites in a way that utterly destroys them so that they cannot be repaired, that isn't just a mistake. It is a demeaning act and one that should have serious, if not criminal, consequences. That's a reality check. Let's talk about that tonight on Twitter.
10: I think one of my my favorite memes, and I'm sorry about the audio there, guys. I'm hoping that's the only thing that's going to give me that kind of audio issue because I checked everything tonight. And that's the one computer, and, and that's my main audio computer. So, so hopefully we have everything else uh, coming through pro- properly. But anyway, um, that, one of my favorite memes I saw going around uh, this past week, week and a half, was was this graveyard being destroyed. And, and they're going, look, at ISIS is destroying these graveyards. Oh, wait, no, that's the federal government. You know, we get up in, up in arms when we see ISIS destroying native lands in, in, in Saudi Arabia or, or, or Sudan or wherever the hell they're at, right? And, and we get all angry about that, but then we allow it right here in our own nation, in our own country. Uh, we had a little change of plans. We uh, brought things around a little bit. Uh, I, I guess Bob's got some stuff he's got to take care of, so I got him on hold there. So what I want to do real fast, uh, I, let me make sure I got Bob. Bob, I got you there, brother.
14: I'm driving behind someone with a lights with a, a sticker that says "Descent is the highest form of patriotism." What a great bumper sticker!
10: That is an awesome bumper sticker. How you doing, my friend? I haven't talked to you forever.
14: Yeah, I've been around. I'm well. You know, I got so many different dang projects, and I'm trying to keep some semblance of a family life going and you know it's hectic man what can i say
10: oh, no i feel you i feel you. you know if you could keep your ass out of jail maybe it'd be a little easier <laughs> to keep a family life together you know what i mean you
14: should have heard my wife freaking out when she saw the post on facebook you gotta love it when your wife finds out about your arrest through f- social media
10: yeah i'm not looking forward to the day that finally happens to me because <laughs> my life will be fuming <laughs> not your wife never no not my wife never have you been on air with her you know how she is uh, so let me yeah. let me do this. I want to bring everybody up to speed. I want to play the the video. It's a, a minute fifty that you put up of, of your basic arrest, and and then we'll discuss what happened after we get through that. That work for you? Sounds good. All right, cool. Sit tight. Uh, so yeah, like I said, our buddy Bob there, and this better be a two channel audio I am playing because if it's not, that means I got a problem with my computers. But uh, let's hear what happened here on on Saturday. Can you to me the
3: footage here? No, Uh-oh. what
15: are y'all doing?
3: Absolutely
10: not. Absolutely not.
14: We're filming a little exercise we call building set on the Building 7 Challenge.
3: We're asking people to take the footage of this building and its collapse. Describe to us what
10: it is they see. In, in case you guys can't tell, there's a little background noise here where he's at. He's at the football stadium in uh, Gainesville, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I've right, Okay, is the
3: University Officially trespassing us from the property right now. Well, now under, under what? You, under what ground? You've got complaints on the complaints of I have complaints that i like to make about people harassing us. Works both ways. Have All right. well, you have political Let you're me tell you, now We're going to You're to right now. You are trespassing from the property. So you are notifying me that of yeah. yeah. trespassing. All right,
14: we are now leaving under the notification. Yeah
10: so let me uh let me reiterate here bob says because i know it's hard to hear bob says so you're notifying me you're going to arrest me if i don't leave so you're notifying me i'm trespassing okay i'm going to pack my stuff up I have a
3: a notice. yes back here no you're harassing no, no, no you're, you're under arrest here we go I'm not, I'm not resisting i'm not
14: resisting and what am i being charged with on trespassing without the I morning. was walking. Into oh, morning. Morning. Yes, yes I was. I was packing all oh, my stuff. You can go with him or you can leave. He's going to film the process. He's walking out as we leave. Okay, we're going to ask you to leave too, sir, okay? This so is our physical property to... and we need okay. to watch it, so we needed time to pack up. Absolutely. Talk. So go ahead and pack up. Are you not packing up?
8: I'm
0: packing up. Okay, uh, you
14: need I, to pack up. I believe up.
10: that's what Bob was trying to do prior to them going, you know what, you're all just right. getting arrested Sanders within 32 here reporting seconds. Reporting
14: from the University of Florida Bob Tuscan was just arrested for exercising his freedom of speech.
10: So, so Bob, um, as I watched that, and again, it's it's kind of noisy, it's hard to get a, a good feel for the listeners, but I wanted to play it all. Um, you were literally given two seconds to comply or go to jail. And I complied. You were completely complying. You went, okay, let me pack my stuff up, we're leaving. And he went, you know what, no, we're just going to arrest you. Go figure. So, So what happened at that point now? They obviously put you in cuffs. Um, what did they charge? Did they charge you with anything?
14: No, they brought me to a drunk tank, essentially their makeshift processing center for the game where they bring intoxicated youth to their little wannabe jail inside the stadium. And I sat there.
10: Do you know where that started at? Right. You know what state that started at? What what stadium that whole idea started at? Where's that? Philadelphia. Veteran, oh, really? sta- veteran Stadium started that whole thing because, uh, you know, Philly fans are kind of rough. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
14: Yeah, I don't doubt that. <laughs> well, anyways, I sat there as, you know, I'm being dragged away. Let's back up here a little bit. As I'm being dragged away, I'm one-on-one with one of the officers, Officer Diaz.
10: Is that the short, up, the short older guy?
14: Um, uh, No, he was further in the background, uh Latino guy with uh, oh, okay. a uh, goatee. Gotcha, yep. He was kind of just standing by. He, he was, um, you know, not extremely active, but he was the one who actually put cuffs on me. So I guess he got the honor of bringing me back to the little makeshift holding center, their processing center in the stadium. Um, and long story short, as we're walking, I look at Officer Diaz and I say, you know what, Officer Diaz? You look like a good guy. He looks at me and he says, Bob, you look like a good guy, too. I said then why are you doing this and he said in reply to that probably one of the philosophical axeses that sums up just about everything that you and i are fighting against that sums up just about everything that's wrong with the establishment that's wrong with the order followers he told me he said well bob I'm just following orders.
10: That, that is the worst statement you can hear because if you're truly following orders, then you would not be doing unjustifiable things like what you see in this video. You know, you, you were complying. You were asked to leave. You were told you were being trespassed. You have a, a, an acceptable amount of time. To get your stuff together because you have a bunch of stuff to get out of you know out of the situation and they did not allow that they were there to arrest you that's all they intended on doing.
14: Officer Lieutenant or Lieutenant Lalande, the one who was the agent provocateur in it all, and he was the one who initiated it, trying to grab the mic out of my hand.
10: Okay, that's that's the O.F.I. Fat one then.
14: Yeah, yeah, okay. he uh, was. Come to find out, someone who's been the center of several different complaints and lawsuits against the Alachua County Sheriff's Office, um, all having to do, ironically or synchronistically, with the chilling of First Amendment activity. Uh, So he has a long rap sheet, this guy. And as I'm sitting there waiting for them to tell me what it is they're going to charge me with and what's going to happen, he comes in. And he says, basically, you know, what are you doing here? And I said, well, you tell me. And he says, well, you should know what you're doing here. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, what do you expect? You came to a football game to bring forth political rhetoric. And I'm paraphrasing, obviously. He doesn't know what the word rhetoric means. (laughs) Right. You come to the stadium, you know, pushing some political agenda. And I said, no, I wasn't doing anything political. He goes, well, you know what I mean. You're conspiracy bullshit.
10: The big C word. They got to throw the C word out there or else, you know, they're out there.
14: C word. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but he threw the C word out there. When I clarified that it wasn't political, he said, oh, well, it was conspiracy bullshit. What do you expect? So I'm sitting there, and I'm you know, waiting, and he's going back whispering to the uh, you know, intake officers and thinking, you know, what are they going to do? They, they really got, got nothing on me. I have a clean record. I haven't been arrested in years, and when I was arrested, it was probably 10 years ago, and it was dropped. I, got, I actually got a DUI when I was 19 or 20, um, and I was literally stone cold sober. And it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, that's a whole fun story in, <laughs> in and of itself. It's always but... just
10: looked for you. The problems have always looked for you, haven't they, Bob? I mean, honestly. Well,
14: you know, to be fair, I've had other encounters with law enforcement. You know, I am somewhat uh, confrontational in the, the, just by the nature of the activism I do. And I have had different encounters with law enforcement over the last 10 years of doing this sort of activism. And most of them have never really spiraled out of control. I've had a pretty good grasp on, hey, you know, Bob, you got to pick and choose your battles and maybe it's best that you don't get in a fight with this guy and go to jail. You got to go back home and get to the family or whatever. But
10: you got to ask yourself why this one spiraled out of control because you were, uh, you know, your normal per itself. You know, you were polite. You were um, just accentuating what they were telling you. You know, they, you were just trying to make sure you understood the situation. You weren't being rude or a dick or anything. You know, you just, okay, I, I'm i being trespassed. I'm going to pack my shit up and leave. End of story.
14: Yeah. And by the way, I am I got Bob Cheskin Jr. in the background, so, you know. Uh,
10: yeah, well, we can uh, deal with a kid yelling at everyone. I got my kid playing video games in the other room every once in a while you're
14: <laughs> Hold on, buddy. Yeah, I, I wish um, th- I could. Hold on, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I'll open it in a minute. It's probably GMOs anyways. No, I'm joking. We don't give them GMOs.
10: No, not homesteading. Um, you don't. That's for sure.
14: Hell no. Actually, it's BPA, son. Uh, what you What you just handed me was a package that was sent in some nasty BPA plastic with all sorts of ink in it. Uh, yeah, BPA, son. Look it up. And
10: if you ever want to have children, don't do that. Don't take that exactly. anymore. <laughs> exactly. else you're going to be your testicles are going to freeze off. Uh, he, he you can't hear me, right?
14: If you want to be a sissy boy, no, I'm joking.
10: <laughs> he can't hear me, right? No, he can't. Okay, good. So I'm gonna curse and shit. He
14: hear me? <laughs> we actually just were at the store buying a, a generator.
10: Yeah. I got
14: caught with my pants between my uh, legs.
10: Yeah, the storm them. gets you, didn't it?
14: Yeah, it got me for three days without power.
10: Yeah, I remember seeing <laughs> that. Yeah, I was uh, because yeah. you're up in the that's Gainesville area, right? Where you're at there? Right, right. Yeah.
14: And even though I have you know this affinity for prepping and
10: you didn't have a generator, come on, Bob.
14: Generator, and you know I I really was blessed to have this happen to me because it really showed me where I was vulnerable. You know I I kind of naively forgot about certain things, and then you know you have something like this. It wasn't you know shit hitting the fan. It wasn't a full on um, apocalypse.
10: Blast. Yeah, you, you you were good. Yeah.
14: It was only you know a three day hiccup without power, thankfully, but it really said, "Hey, Bob, these are areas in your life you, you better get things in order with." So I'm I feel blessed uh, that that happened.
10: Well, you but need anyways. that you need that every once in a while, though, my friend. You know, all of us, every single one of us, nobody is perfect. We all make mistakes. We all we all misjudge a situation. We all every single human being. You wouldn't be a human being if you didn't make mistakes. But- <coughs> That's like, right, buddy.
14: Yeah. All right, buddy. We're get we're home now. We're gonna we're gonna go run to mom so I can finish this interview. <laughs> Bob Duska Jr. Do you know what Building Seven is? No. Yes, you do. No, I don't. How about chemtrails? What are chemtrails?
10: <laughs> my son gets the same way when I try to when I try to get him on it. We were at the mall at the airport once, picking up my other children. You know, I got two children that live up in Jersey, and uh, we're sitting in the airport. This was. God, it had to be four years ago now. So he was about four or five years old. And uh, we're sitting in the airport, and he's like, who's that guy over there? What, what, what's that? And it was a TSA agent. He's like, that's a cop over there. I said, no, that's that's not a cop over there. That's a TSA agent. We're not going onto that airplane, so it doesn't matter to us. We don't have to listen to him. We'll just stay over here and wait for the kids to get here. And I think I lost Bob for some reason. Uh, yep, he's calling back in now. So I was kind of rambling with that conversation, with that story there, because I'm sure he didn't hear any of the story. Got you back, Bob.
14: Sorry. Anyways, Bob, T- did you hear Bob Tuscan, Jr.? No,
10: I, I got some of it, and then it died out right are, away.
14: What are chemtrails, Bob Tuscan, Jr.? Not going to stop. Not good stuff. Okay, Very so good. there you go, Toad. Bob Tuscan Jr. knows more than your dumbass. <laughs> Bob, you know what's funny
10: about that? Toad was just trying to call in a couple of minutes ago, and I wanted to Figured get... It he was. <laughs> he absolutely was. You guys go back and forth a lot with the chemtrails. Em and I do, too. I love, it. I love it. it. We have to. You know, it's okay to have a disagreement. You know, we don't all have to believe in the same things. We have to uh, c- continue to push, though, what we believe in. And that's okay to not believe in it and push it. It's just, you know, as long as you apologize in the long run when you're wrong.
14: And also we have to challenge our own thinking. And when we have people that have... It's very hard to put it in. Yeah, but when we have people that challenge our perspective on anything, it helps us to fine-tune and to really, you know, think more clearly about it uh, and, you know, look to see where we might be mistaken. I agree so, with you
10: because when he challenges me, I'll go and I'll look, and I, you know, he'll bring a certain thing up, and you know what? Yes, there have been uh, documentaries that have made a few mistakes, misquoted um, uh, measurements here and there. Okay, so be it, but that doesn't eliminate the the ninety five other percent of of information that is correct or that is um, accurate or or, or or pointing to something to question.
14: Yeah, that's where my understanding of logical fallacies and my study of philosophy really comes into play to help to understand that you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And if something's incorrect here, you uh, go and look at that unto itself and don't have that bleed into other factual components that are relevant and worth looking at. So, you know, that's just kind of a exercise in critical thinking that i think so many people need to freshen up on i'm not saying foretoe needs to but just in general you know we really gotta have our critical thinking skills in line but uh let's get back to the whole uh, well, that's, what, that's what i was gonna
10: say because you know we look at 9-11 we, we hit 15 years um this past right. weekend on on sunday i i tried you know when i when when september 11th first happened i would take off Every single September 11th, I took that day off, and I sat in front of the TV with my American flag, and I listened to the names being read off, and I stared Did at that have screen. you a beer in your
14: hand, too? Uh,
10: usually, well, not until after 12 is when I get the beer, because okay. I was I was very religious to not drinking beer before 12 o'clock. I mean, I don't follow that rule anymore, but right. I used to follow that rule.
14: But anyway, I, you know. Budweiser, right? I'm back then, well,
10: no, it was America. It's America now. I mean, it's, it's right. that You know that's the name of the beer for the summer. America. Is it? Yeah, they changed the name to America for the summer. Is it spelled M-U-R-I-C-A? <laughs> no, it's America on the can. Oh, America. <laughs> America. Okay. But, um, so I would be that person. And, and I, I I, I have all the books, all the propaganda books from, from the early 2000s. Uh, remember, I didn't really start paying attention to the the true side of, of history.
14: Like the 9-11 memorabilia books, that kind of thing?
10: Yes, dude. I've got... Uh, you, you don't even want to know how many I have. Probably ten of them. I, I've spent I hundreds to, uh, of dollars. I went to Ground
14: Zero recently. Actually, for the first time I was at Ground Zero since nine eleven. Uh, I was I was at the Trade Centers a month before nine eleven, and um, you know, just now fourteen or fifteen years later, I went to the Trade Center um, for the first time since, and they they have these guys now. I I almost wanted to write a piece on it called the business of 9-11, you know, you have all these revenues, tourist revenue traps in New York. You got to pay 30 bucks to go into the museum. They have that one trade tower too, where you pay 40 bucks to go to the top of it. You got guys on the street that, you know, are hustling you to buy their little books with 9-11 memorabilia in them and so on and so forth. And I got, I took one of the guys and I said, "Hey, where's Building Seven in this book?" And I started going, you know, back and forth with him. And finally, he realized that I wasn't interested in buying a book, and I was more interested in just trying to show him what was up with what really happened. Right. Well, it's hard to to
10: accept being somebody that. I mean, I don't know when you when you went. You know what? This isn't right. I don't know if you did it from the first day. I was I was Patriot Ra 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 guy. You know. Yeah. Uh, and people like you, a hundred percent honest with you. People like you in two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six. I hate it. I I wanted to punch you in the face. You know, back then. Now, now I want to punch myself in the face because I felt like that back then. I understand more now. I, I see the difference. And, and when when we're dealing with an issue as big as nine eleven, you know, we had the the football guys. A lot of them were protesting their own ways standing kneeling uh in locking arms whatever they're doing to to show um some celerity uh, or um not celerity um
14: solidarity solidarity thank
10: you i you know i have war- issues with words sometimes
14: i like that word celerity celerity we're gonna make Why up not? a new word but they. they... Oh, that's like the lady in my video who said what you think it's a suspiracy <laughs> I heard you say that, you on Drew's. that.
10: Yeah, I, no, I heard you say that on Drew's show yesterday. Oh,
14: they a conspiracy. You can't beat that. <laughs> well, listen, we all put a few back, and it, it's okay to put a few back. You
10: know? Yeah, yeah, not yeah. for everybody. You know, I, I <laughs> like to smoke. I like to drink. You know, I enjoy that. And and you could catch me in a situation like that in in the proper situation. You you'd get me, and I'd be like, oh well, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. You know, it, it will happen. I'm not going to say it won't happen. So that's that's part of being an American, unfortunately, is, is we're stupid sometimes. <laughs> um, but I guess the point I'm trying to get to here is 15 years later, we still have uh, the propaganda that, that Fox News pushes out, that CNN pushes out, that MSNBC. Saturday, Sunday, all you could find was, was these generals and these important people and Giuliani and, and every idiot that, if you really understand what happened that day, were part of the control Sitting there talking about how they controlled it, they're they're telling you how they controlled it. They're remembering their story precisely every single year. They sit down. The guy that told Bush about the plane hitting on nine eleven, uh, the the Secret Service guy that came into the school as he was reading the book upside down, uh, you know, he was on talking about how how important that moment was that he got to go in and tell the president that the planes were hitting and 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 they didn't realize what it was until later and blah 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 you know after all the evidence after all the discussion how do people still buy this shit
14: uh cognitive dissonance
10: that explains it all i mean you think that is you're standing out there you're you're standing out there you're not really even in a place that I mean, there's vendors all around you that that probably paid a little bit to be there, and and I can see why they're
14: There's also also activists. There's Trump supporters walking around. I didn't see any Hillary Clinton supporters. I guess they were all passing out in free fall speed. (laughs) Um, There was uh, Harry Krishna. There was uh, vote yes on Amendment 2 guys. I guess they're the ones... With the medical marijuana.
10: Yeah, yeah, and please vote yeah. vote yes on two. That gets a foot in the door, you know, elephant's nose under the tent, or the, the the you know that's a good thing. But so you were oh, the yeah. only one asked to leave, though, out of all these different uh political or religious or whatever organizations, you were the only one asked to leave.
14: So it seems.
10: Hmm. Because that be that you're you know sharing something that could make people go oh, wait a second, there's something
14: wrong here. And what we're doing, I feel, is the Achilles heel of waking people up with uh, what really happened on 9-11. Okay? I feel like this, you know, I've always looked for ways, Sean, to preach beyond the choir, the choir so to speak. Okay. You know, because we, we just, we're part of my crude reference here, but we're just in some big truth or circle jerk half the time, and it's, you know, it's not really getting us anywhere, so to speak. I agree.
10: I, um, I can't. I can't agree with you more, my friend. Go ahead
14: yeah so you know and I, I don't need to do this to hear my own voice i don't need to do this to impress this uh movement which is more of a bow movement than anything mm-hmm. that really doesn't give a shit infighting and, movement
10: um, the, you know you exactly
14: see. and that was the next thing i was going to say and it just we we're just cannibalizing each other and you know you get hair up your ass stick up your ass or whatever for anything and you're all upset about this guy being this and this guy being that, and everyone's a shill and yada yada yada. You
10: can't trust anybody anymore. They're all working for the government. They're all they're all a COINTELPRO. It's, right? It's, dude, this and, and guy, what, sucks. What that guy
14: sucks. That guy sucks. You know, right? What do we expect when people get burnt out or people? You know, stop doing a radio show or stop doing this sort of activism. So I've been through it all, and I've always had a particularly thick skin, which has allowed me to endure most of the bullshit. Nonetheless, I've always really had an affinity for trying to wake people up who are not in the know, so to speak. And I found that the Building 7 Challenge, Okay, and as far as I know, I kind of dubbed this, but whatever. Somebody else did it great but the idea forget about who dubbed it or you know who's put it into practice the it idea who is who started
10: it that, that you're doing it at this point in time right,
14: right. and as far as i know that nobody else has put it into practice so i i and i want people to because it's a powerful thing and i again i want to reiterate this i think it's the achilles heel of waking people up to what really happened on 911 we know we've all said that building 7 is the smoking gun So we all know that that component alone is important, but how you introduce somebody to it is even more important because if you say Building 7, 9, 11, boom, instantly ears are closed.
10: And you're a conspiracy theorist.
14: But on the flip side, the Building 7 challenge does something very different. We simply show people the footage. We don't give them the context. We don't give them the jaded perspective. We don't give them all the other baggage that comes with 9-11, Building 7, yada, yada, yada. We just show them the footage and we say, hey, we're doing something fun here. Come up and check out this footage and describe to me what you see and how you think this could be done. Nine out of ten people say, oh, that's controlled demolition. That's that building's being imploded. That's fallen down in a very succinct fashion. And then you say, well, did you happen to know this building fell on September 11th? And that's when you get all sorts of fireworks going off. Some people say, oh, wow, I never knew that. I should look into it. Some people say, oh, wait a second, you're 9-11 conspiracy theory guy. (laughs) And then the cognitive dissonance kicks in and they're saying, oh, no, 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 it can't be. And they go back, put their head in the sand like an ostrich. Right. And that's that. So
10: those ones bother me the most, though, because they've seen something that makes them question. And I've seen that myself in my little circles that I run in here locally. You know, the, we'll discuss something, and and you'll show them that video without saying what it is, and they're like, "Oh, wow, that's a that's a good controlled demolition." And then you go, "Oh, you didn't realize only, that
14: not only did they see it, but they also said it in their own words, right? Yeah." And that's that when you go back to them and say, "Oh, whoa, 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 wait a second, didn't you just tell me this was this building was blown up? Oh, but it was hit by an airplane? No, it wasn't.
10: There's was no airplane near that building at all. Nowhere close to it. I had an airplane close to my head this afternoon. You know."
14: And to, to be fair, though, Sean, people really receive it well often. Like there's a few guys who get real hyperbolic and, you know, they're just assholes and they just want to deny, deny, deny. Once they find out that they just put their foot in their mouth and admitted that this was clearly a controlled demolition. But a lot of people, I'm very surprised. Oh, shit. My car <laughs> Set the gone. car alarm off, Bob. What are you doing over
10: there? Robbing somebody?
14: Oh, hold on. Hold on. Cops Hold are coming on, now.
10: You're in trouble. Hey, you're disturbing the peace. You're getting arrested again. All right. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. It, it, anyway. It's funny, Bob, though, because we talk about how 9-11, a uh, uh, Building 7, is is obvious controlled demolition because nothing hit it. And for it to come down like that, th- no explanation can explain it. But even if you look at the Twin Towers, Building 1 and 2, as as an educated man, myself, yourself, um, you know i I got a little knowledge on how explosions work I, I i've been one of those nerds that study different things and i've loved watching uh uh documentaries and different things like that all my life. You would expect the buildings to fall in a different manner than what we saw so that even there is really a controlled implosion uh, no matter how you look at it
14: absolutely that's and that's the bottom line and the and then you know you can open up. Pandora's box and continue to go down the rabbit hole and say, "Hey, well, you know, if that's the case, then why did the NIST report tell us this bullshit lie about how office furniture fires created this succinct collapse that had the building fall on its own footprint in six seconds? You know, and then if if the 9/11 Commission report was valid, then why didn't it give really much attention at all to what happened on Building Seven? What else in that report?" could be
10: questionable well, a lot uh, and, could be questionable there, there's so many questionable oh, yeah. items in that report there's so many questionable items from that day i mean we haven't even touched on the pentagon i mean we have eyewitnesses that were on the impact side in the heliport as a controlman. i don't know if you ever watched uh, one of the doc i forget the name of the documentary off the top of my head right now um but it, they they, they talked to individual they talked to the taxi driver that was on the bridge um, it was um, Jesus. Which one is that?
14: Nine Eleven in plain sight.
10: Yes. No, no. 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 Not in plain sight. It was. Um, uh, hold on. I'll look it up here and give me a second. Change? What's that?
14: Was it loose change?
10: No. 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 This was uh, another one. It's a really good one. They interview a couple of port authority cops or or DC cops that that both show that the plane was on the far side of the annex as it's coming over. Um, it, it's it's. It's a. It's done by. Um, I'm trying to rack through my brain. It's done by uh, pilots for 9/11 Truth. Uh, they are the ones that did this video, and it's it's an older one. It's from 2006, I believe. 2006, 2007, and they get in there and they interview these two cops from from the D.C. area that were at the gas station um, at the time of the impact, and they both put the plane in a position. They draw draw the picture of where the plane is in a position that is impossible for it to actually hit where they show they say it hits. They they interview the taxi cab driver. You know the guy that had the the um, the light pole through the front of the wind uh, the windscreen of his car of his taxi. Oh yeah. All right. They interview him. They go and look at his taxi. They show him pictures of his taxi, and he says, "No, that's not where my taxi was." But they go no, this is your taxi, right? Well, yeah, that's my taxi, but that's not where it was, as the light pole's sticking out of it. So, it, I'll send you a link to it. I forget the name of it all the time. I played on my dock days all the time. I, I I hate when I I do that. I blanked out completely. Um, and you guys on Jack Blood side, I'll I'll send the link in the in the chat room too. I'm on uh, multiple channels now, Bob. So, anyway,
9: I, I just don't wow, get.
10: I, I don't get how, I don't get how we. we how people still don't get this because you know there's a lot of people out there that when you discuss it with them they go yeah you know that all makes sense and then they fall back into the the and i know you're going to say cognitive cognitive dissonance but they they fall back into the the realm after they've heard it and they go wait that does make sense They, they just turn it off again how do we and i mean it's the same with jfk how do we get past People just going, oh, oh, I don't, I don't want to know about. It. I, I, we just got to forget. Just, just remember and forget. To remember and forget.
14: Um, is that a rhetorical question?
10: i uh, no, no. That's a serious question. How do we get people? I to don't fucking the hell realize. I know, dude. <laughs> we got to figure it out though. That's that's what we're missing as a movement, as a as a group, as a as an individual pushing it. How do we change the hearts and minds? I mean, I we, the politicians this, but, know how to do it. How do we do it?
14: Well, it, it's, well, all right. Here's what <laughs> I think's going to happen. Okay. We're never going to reach a critical mass. We, we, we will never have the masses really wake up, so to speak. We need to focus on the five percent and just try to cast as wide of a net out as possible and whichever switches go off it's fine even if it's only 95% of them and then we just need to focus on getting ready and looking out for one another and doing what the founders did
15: it, that's
10: it, it's disheartening but it's true and i agree with you i mean that that's we we try to associate ourselves with people in our area that when things go bad um, I know that we have people backing us up. Uh, my my father in law is a, is a homesteader himself. Quail, rabbits.
14: Oh, I you were say it's a homo. Jeez. <laughs> no, he's a
10: homesteader. I mean, they just bought a bunch of property out in Arcadia. Um, they're doing quail. They're doing rabbits. They're getting ready to do chickens. They're, you know I
14: don't know how I feel about the whole rabbit thing. I love rabbit. It's a, it's great protein, but they they raise these rabbits in a cage. And these rabbits never leave the cage until they're slaughtered, well,
10: yeah, I mean unfortunately, if we want to live and eat, then that's something we have to you know be willing know. to deal with i mean I,
14: uh, maybe I'm a pussy, I mean, I have no problem hunting and being close to slaughtering you know my chickens and my ducks and stuff, but I just hate the idea of raising something in captivity just to eat it,
10: well, you know sometimes. I mean, let, let's look at it this way, Bob. We're being raised, raised in the captivity to be eaten in a different form. We're, we Maybe we're not being uh, uh, edibly eaten, but they're going to eat us eventually if we don't figure out how to protect ourselves, right?
14: So now you're telling me that the Illuminati is a bunch of cannibals? You're, that is one fucked up conspiracy theory.
10: <laughs> you are the rabbit of the Illuminati. <laughs> How's that make you feel? Uh, Soylent green. <laughs> You cannot. Uh, uh, one of the greatest things. It's an old, old thing, and, and and the end of it says, "You cannot escape from the cages. You cannot see. And as long like as you, it. as long as you will not see the cage that you're living in on a daily basis, driven by by these elite, by these po- po- political figures, by these people that are our ruling class, as long as you won't see the cage they're putting you in, you're going to live in that cage forever."
14: Yeah you you can't revolt if you don't know you're a slave.
10: Right, exactly. Uh Bob, two things real fast. I I, I want to let you roll out. Um I'll figure out my second half here after that. Um two things that got my attention this week. Obviously, uh Vaxed the documentary uh, has been getting my attention for weeks, but it it's on um Amazon now and it's available for purchase. Uh, oh, great.
14: I didn't I, hear that. That's
10: I, awesome. I went on it says it's it's sold out right now, which is a good thing if that is true. Uh, but it wait, is, wait,
14: wait the the hard copy sold out?
10: Yes, that's what they're saying on Amazon right now. I went and searched it before the show. It says uh, uh, temporary out of stock. Order now, and we will, we we'll deliver when available. We'll email you with the estimated delivery date, so you can order it now on Amazon. I'm looking at the link right now. It's twenty four ninety five. Um, get it if you can you know, put your pre-order in, whatever it be. Um, I haven't seen it. Have you seen any of it yet?
14: I have not. Well, I I think I saw a couple clips, maybe.
10: Okay, Yeah, I haven't even seen any clips, really. They've been really, uh, you know, the the Robert De Niro talk about it really got some good good attention to it. and I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that was the right way to go with it, which I think it was because more people are looking into it. I've seen a lot of the promotion of it being, hey, listen, this is an anti vax movie. This is, the, or a vaccine movie. This is not an anti vaccine movie. This is a, a government cover up movie. This is how your government lies to you, is how a lot of people are promoting it. So maybe that's the, the angle we need to take as we talk about it in the future. Uh, just something I wanted to bring up and let everybody know that you can pre order it now. It's saying it's going to be available today, but it's not quite available yet. So that's out there, Amazon. The other thing I noticed, Bob, and I'm not a big political guy. I don't I don't know what I'm going to do yet for this election. I kind of feel bad not voting. Oh,
14: I know what you should do, man.
10: What do you think? Oh, shoot myself in the head is what I'm thinking.
14: No. no. There's one viable candidate out there that you know, I, I think could possibly have a chance. And who's that? D's.
10: <laughs> I'm going to assume you said D's nuts cuz all I got was D and then you cut it. Yeah, D's nuts. Okay. That's what I assumed you said. (laughs) You know, it's hard, though, because...
14: No, no, no. My nuts are soft, not hard.
10: (laughs) Uh, Here's my issue. All right. Here's my honest issue. As much as I know it's all a farce, I'm, I'm still stuck in that belief that I need to participate. I need to do something. So whether it be...
14: You're participating right now more than anybody out there who simply just votes.
10: I get that. I understand that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing that. But my issue is I, I, need, I, I feel I need, even if it's voting for myself, if it's voting for you, if it's voting for D's nuts, you know, I, I feel I need to cast a ballot. I, I feel that way. And I know a lot of people feel that way. So they're going to go do one, two or three. It, 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 so, do you have any um, ideas of a solution? Because I'll give you mine. I think we should eliminate part, political parties, and you have to talk yourself up. There is no number or letter or whatever attached to your name. That would be my solution. Do you have a solution ulterior to, to that, or do you kind of agree with that solution? Uh,
14: um. So, I, I don't think... I'm just trying to think it through. What would that look like? I still think we would be left with one and two as far as the serious choices, even but if how it's could not you be, out But how,
10: how could you be left with one or two if, if the only way to determine is by their words?
14: Because the media is going to control which words they choose to be the serious words.
10: Okay. Uh, all right. I'll give you that. All right. I'll, I'll definitely well, give I you that one.
14: You're looking at it from the perspective of not being uh, basically brainwashed by what the media tells you as being mainstream or the valid person or thinkers.
10: So how do we fix it then from your perspective? How can we fix – keep our system that we have but fix the the, the problems in it?
14: Well, we know the elections have huge – Amounts of fraud associated with them. You know, Bev Harris has been pretty dang active in showing the black box voting and mm. the various issues with it. And, and of
10: course, the Department of Homeland Security wants to take over control of voting because, you know, that's a that's a I critical of that. function, the function of the U.S. government. So we yeah. have to have them controlling it.
14: <laughs> yeah. And, and Hillary Clinton's been on the record saying she supports the Internet being utilized for voting. This is the same Cunt who won't even let us see her emails, and she's saying the internet can be used uh, for voting. Well, that's just opening up a Pandora's box of fraud. I mean, oh, she is
10: Pandora's box. That's a whole other story. Be? Her box is you know, Pandora's box, but that we don't even want to get into that box.
14: Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyways. So <laughs> Sorry. I don't know, man. I I think I don't I don't believe in. You, you don't
10: believe it's fixable, or or you don't believe? Well, I don't
14: in, know that we even want to fix it. I don't even know that we want government. You know, no, I
10: could agree with that. I, I mean, I think it, we need basic, um, local kind of of maybe. of not government. I mean, I don't even want to call it government. It's so hard to to, to <laughs> figure it out, you know. Because Dave and I go back on this kind of thing. He's an a- anarchist. He's like, we don't need government. Then we see Chicago. Um, just uh, a bunch of Chicago citizens in a rich area just hired a private police force because they don't trust the
14: cops in their own town. Yeah, I mean, community. You know, there's there's a valid uh, desire for community, and community should look out for one another. And there's definitely some, you know, uh, noble associations in my eyes of helping each other out in a community, but teach their own and and not at the point of a gun being told that if you don't help your community you're going to be kidnapped and and so on and so forth. So if it's something done not under duress, not because we're forced to do it, then it's great and and we should look out for one another. But when it's done in in a sneaky way that's left to bureaucratic sharks, to do whatever the hell they want and help their cronies out and their special interest out. You mean
10: where we're at now?
14: This, yeah, this clusterfuck that we have now, then, you know, it only further enhances the argument against government. So, in general. Um, so I think that discussion needs to be had. What does it look like? And, more importantly, what kind of a bridge can we take To getting outside of our current paradigm altogether.
10: Bob's tending on his chickens right now as he's walking through the screen door.
14: (laughs) How did you know? I can I can hear the. I'm bringing in the groceries, man. (laughs) Why Uh, does your show got to be during dinner time? I'm so well, you know. I only do
10: one a week, and it's just one I chose. I'm sorry.
14: My you wife's know, cooking right now. God, you have to give your little one a bath. Oh, he's too old for
10: baths. Hey, he's nine now almost. I mean, goodness. I
14: got bath time. I got dinner time. <laughs> I got my wife yell at me time. You know, come on now.
10: And we all got the same going on. Listen, Bob, um, where can people find you currently? I, I, I got to ask. I don't know.
14: Talks. That's a good question. My website's been down for a while. And I'm not doing a show at the moment. The first time in, geez, years that I haven't had a regular show on Monday through Friday. Um, where can they find me? Um, in my bunker with my gun in my hand. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they can find me at the Free Your Mind conference, of course, in Philadelphia, uh, April 7th through 9th this year. Uh, we have all sorts of great speakers, Adam Kokesh, Mark Passio, Michael Tesserion and um more so that's definitely something that i put a lot of effort into my old hood
10: that's my old hood you know that right
14: well you got to come up man i'll be there actually let's see here um i'll be here there in about a week so
10: my son my son lives in mount laurel which is about 20 minutes outside philly he's 21 now um i've got a lot of friends all through that area i'm gonna try to try to get the word out for you this year up up in that world Uh, I can't guarantee I can come up because, A, I won't fly, and, B, I don't know my vacation is because I got bought out from another company. But that's a whole other story. Uh, So the Free Your Mind Conference. Bob, and listen, keep in mind, dude, um, I I threw this out to Popeye because he's had some issues going on right now. Um, Even if it's a one, one hour or whatever, you're always welcome. You always have a spot over here on Raz. You've been working with me for years and years. Um, you know, I consider I, we've never met in person, but I consider you a close friend and, and you need something, you want to do a show, you need some time, you know, it's here. I just want to make sure you understand I appreciate
14: that. it. Oh, one last thing. I'm working on a documentary. Did Ooh. I tell you? No, you didn't. Oh, dude, I'm excited about this. It's called growing freedom and it's going to be a documentary looking at homesteading, being prepared, um, the philosophies of, getting outside of the paradigm that we were just just discussing of a nanny state that you're dependent on and that you are forced to go to one of their FEMA camps when shit hits the fan uh so it's it's working title is growing freedom it's going to follow some of my progress trying to get a self sufficient and get my homestead in order as possible well you know hey
10: listen i've got some homesteaders down my way you know i'm a few hours south of you um guys that you know stingray fish to live and and the quails and listen to that so if you want some interviews or you want me to do some some b-roll or something for you let me know
14: yeah no for sure so we're working on that that's a big big chunk of what i'm focusing my you know activism on and uh we'll see what happens but yeah growing freedom it's I you know I looked around and I looked at the documentaries out there and I didn't see one along these lines and I felt like you know this is what I got to do. I'm not going to waste my time doing another 911 documentary although I honor those who do. Uh, but they're,
10: they're needed, but you you're looking more yeah. to help people survive when the shit really gets bad.
14: Yeah, I I I felt like this is more of my cup of tea and if you want to get kind of a taste of where I'm coming from you can watch my lecture from the most recent Free Your Mind conference called Beans, Bullets and Band-Aids. <laughs> uh so Free
10: Your Mind Conference, best place to find Bob right now. Uh your archives, do you have archives up anywhere? You know, you said your website's down. Of right my now. show? Yes, of your old shows.
14: I'm so I'm so disorganized it's not even funny, dude. Okay. I probably have Thousands of hours of old radio that is just sitting gone, somewhere somebody. in a
10: corner, you know, waiting server. to be it's listened. Not,
14: it might be on somebody's server, and I wouldn't even know. So,
10: <laughs> all right, brother. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. Uh, you know, maybe we can do a pre record or something where we don't have to interrupt dinner. Um, I'm even- so
14: sorry. Man. I- things are hectic my wife's been sick and you know it's just tough man but i don't i don't know i think this was fun i think people kind of get the realness of it and they don't give a shit so well, that's why whatever. i like working
10: with you you know it's a good time we're friends we can we can have that conversation back and forth we've again we've been working together for a long long time we never do a bad interview together it's fun it, it's conversation it's people just fucking bullshitting man and that's that's well, and what then, real but, radio at is
14: time we're still doing it about important things right so we're able to have this organic flow of conversation with a you know a sense of humor and the casual feel and at the same time touch on really important things yep, and, that's, and, what it's and about. that's that's what it's all about yeah that's
10: so. absolutely what it's about my friend all right brother listen go take care of the family go uh, nurse the wife uh, i appreciate again your time stay out of jail Guys, make sure you find Bob Tuscan on Facebook, Bob Tuscan. Uh, your Twitter is, is at Bob Tuscan, right?
14: Yeah, I guess. At Bob Tuscan, Bob underscore Tuscan. And it's only, the only time I ever use Twitter is when I come on your show or when I go on 1025 The Bone. That it, 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 it seems to be your world. I'm so out of the loop there with Twitter, <laughs> but yeah.
10: You got to use it. It really helps a lot, man, my friend. Yeah. So stay in touch. Listen, don't don't. we're not doing another year before we talk again, okay?
14: Has it been that long? Probably, it's, right? It's
10: been over a year. Or so, I mean, you and I have talked in person, or not in person, but in private, yeah, on the phone here and there. But you know we got to do some more show stuff together. All right. All right. All Thanks. right. All right, my brother. I'll talk to you soon. Go take care of the family. Uh, I appreciate your time.
14: All right.
10: Take care, man. Peace out, Bob. Bye. There goes Bob. You know, he's just he's fun to talk to, and like he said, we we touch it from from a personable perspective. We talk about it as men, having a conversation, talking about the things that matter to us. That's all we have to do different. We just have to have a conversation discussing what matters to us.
15: Fucking and fighting is killing me All I ever pray for is little peace I view the world like it's supposed to be Like it's supposed to be Hatred, We all share the same complexion, the same father though The stress is so unstoppable, it seems like a rainy day where no one else would snuggle up to But in the end, we like to split to get through the day We on the news constantly, killing each other Mothers and brothers, then we blame it on the man Say you gotta do it all for the struggles I'm asking the G for a better day Fill the world with peace Don't pay for days Shout out to all the lights Still shining Cause the weight of the world Can pull the wool over your eyes Let's ride All of us Blood, one love, one heart. Teach the kids' life, not just street smarts. Claim the music back, it used to be art. Or better yet, food. Be the soul that sold food. Two step and just groove. It's how to win, not to lose. Let's crew Roll it up, choke it up, rephrase Bring, bring, Come back, no more missus Smoking up the
14: ganja Smoke it up, choke it up, with look at my crayon cr- out What am I supposed to say? What am I doing here? What's your name again? Sean Reyes Four Toad and Lexi oh, i meant mentioned to Four Toad Sure poor oh,
10: Dave
5: Dave,
14: Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on The First 52 with Sean Raz, Four Toad, and Lexi. No, that that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't <laughs> do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. It's Dr. Bob, yeah. It's
8: Dr. Bob Tuscan.
14: <laughs> it's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to The First 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Four Toad.
2: Hey, this is Steve from The Chocolate Drop, and if If you haven't heard heard the the show lately,
15: here's
14: a little little
2: bit of what you've been missing. My week is over. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, God
2: damn. You see how Steve get down, right? He's wicked. <laughs> so you see so you, so you wicked, Steve? I slap you again. I don't, there ain't no cameras in here. Um, I, don't like that. I don't know what her problem was Why she was licking people's cheese. See, black people mess it up for everybody, man. <laughs> you know it's my black to complain. <laughs> and they call me a racist. back in the toilet it looks like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> um, I don't like that. You ever seen a vein this big? <laughs> oh, she ate a rubber glove and she had to have her dog, it was, insane. It was absolutely insane. I, don't, I don't like that Saturdays, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Razz Radio and Salty Talk Radio. We talk about wheat. I just
12: wanted to take the time, take the time. I write this to you myself because I think you get a bum rap. People always got some negative to say about you. I don't get it. I mean, you guys do a great job. We should be more appreciative. I can't believe people you a hater just because we called for help and you came an hour later maybe you was extra busy stopping criminal acts some even said you pull people over because they black all of y'all do a great job keeping your scope on us and I refuse to believe you would plant some dope on us they had to be wrong if you busted in their residence they even lied and said you created fictional evidence I gotta commend how you handle situations shot a youngster beat his mama and got a paid vacation I know it's hard being you so why would they question? In everything you do, we know it's all for our protection. Passing through our neighborhoods, spying at night. Some consider it harassment and denying our rights. You had to have a good reason for attempting to hurt us. Because I know that y'all would never ever do it on purpose. Ah. Dear Mr. Police Man, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Police man, them tickets you wrote for me costed over a grand. Didn't think that I was speeding, but you got me because. And since I know you wouldn't tell a lie, I guess that I was kind of struggling, so to not pay them is threatening my freedom. Thanks for showing up the court to make sure I didn't beat them. And we don't make it easy when we see y'all coming. Instead of just letting you beat us, we be struggling and running. I know you hate it when we make you have to use that stick. Sorry. And by the way, the taser and that pepper spray did the trick. I'm still walking funny. Hope my vision. Kicks back in. I know that I was wrong, sir. I'll never jaywalk again. Somebody told me you was jealous because their car was brand new. Wow. I said the police jealous? That can never be true. Maybe one day I can be as clever as you. You care about us, so you monitor whatever we do. ha, Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Pardon me, Mr. Policeman. These cuffs are cutting off. The blood flow to my hands. It's amazing how you kicked that dude all in his face and beat the case even though they had it. How could you fake it? And that missing drug money, I know you didn't take it. I don't understand why people accuse you of hate. I know you only follow us to make sure that we safe. I saw nine of y'all against one. The brainless, that 65 year old woman must have really been dangerous, cleaning up the streets is your top priority, you qualify for this, why would we question your authority? You only working hard following training, why the hell are the Mexicans and blacks complaining? You gotta be the closest thing I've seen, the perfect, and everybody that you locked up, they had to deserve it, yeah. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody trippin'? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody trippin'? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your
15: hand.
4: very much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. So, let me ask you something. Let me ask you, how's everybody doing tonight, huh? Good. Well, fuck you just trying to make you feel at home. Now listen, I've been out here all this time and I haven't been complaining about anything yet, so I think it's time to go into the complaint department. This is just a series of things that are pissing me off, okay? A series of things that are pissing me off, because I don't have pet peeves, I have major psychotic fucking hatreds, okay? And it makes the world a lot easier to sort out. First thing on my list tonight, airport security. Tired of this shit, there's too much of it. There's too much security at the airport. I'm tired of some guy with a double-digit IQ and a triple-digit income rooting around inside of my bag for no reason and never finding anything. Haven't found anything yet. Haven't found one bomb in one bag. And don't tell me, well, the terrorists know their bags are going to be searched, so now they're leaving their bombs at home. There are no bombs. The whole thing is fucking pointless. And it's completely without logic. There's no logic at all. They'll take away a gun, but let you keep a knife. Well, what the fuck is that? (laughs) In fact, there's a whole list of lethal objects they will allow you to take on board. Theoretically, you could take a knife, an ice pick, a hatchet, a straight razor, a pair of scissors, a chainsaw, six knitting needles, and a broken whiskey bottle, and the only thing they're going to say to you is, that bag has to fit all the way under the seat in front of you. And if you didn't take a weapon on board, relax. After you've been flying for about an hour, they're going to bring you a knife and fork. They actually give you a fucking knife. It's only a table knife, but you could kill a pilot with a table knife. Might take you a couple of minutes, you know. Especially if he's hefty, huh? Yeah, but you could get the job done if you really wanted to kill the prick. Shit, there's a lot of things you could use to kill a guy with. You could probably beat a guy to death with the Sunday New York Times, couldn't you? Or suppose you just had really big hands. Couldn't you strangle a flight attendant? Shit, you could probably strangle two of them, one with each hand. You know, if you were lucky enough to catch them in that little kitchen area before they give out the fucking peanuts, you know? But you could get the job done if you really cared enough.
10: Hey, guys, it's Popeye from FederalJack.com. You're listening to The First 52, where you can hear the inmates run the insane asylum.
15: Uh,
10: Uh, All right, guys, welcome back to The First 52, RazRadioLive.com, radio radio free blood, radio chaos. I hope you enjoy the, the time we spent with Popeye. Or not with with Popeye. Sorry, I had Popeye on the brain. With Bob Tuscan. Bob Tuscan, my second favorite, my first favorite. I don't know. My my they're all on the same plane of people I love interviewing. Bob, Popeye, Jack Blood. I mean, they're my favorites, right? Scott Rickard. Who else can we add to that list? I gotta get Jack on soon. I've been listen, I know I saw some of you guys in the chat room talking about getting jack load on getting jack the interview i tried i'll be honest with you he doesn't want to do it anymore he doesn't want to he's doing his thing he's got his band and he's doing his thing and he doesn't want to focus on this he's i I don't want to speak for him i'm just telling you conversations i've had trying to get him on he can always correct me if i'm wrong but i think he uh you know he put his life to this And he was let down by a lot of people he thought he could trust. That would be my guess on on what happened there. I I can understand that. There's times I think about, do I want to continue to do this? Do I really want to continue to, to, to do this every week? I take my time out to discuss these things that most people think I'm crazy for talking about anyway. Yes, I do want to continue. And I will continue. Uh, why are we still fighting war? Haven't we learned yet that war does not do anything? It doesn't it doesn't solve the problems. I mean, we haven't learned this yet in in 2000 years at least. You know, depending on where you stand and in, in your belief system it's been at least 2,000 years, and we haven't figured out war doesn't work. Or does it work? Does it work for the elite? Does it make their lives easier and better? Maybe we just don't get it. Maybe we just don't understand it.
0: They say we must fight to keep our freedom. The Lord knows there's got to be a battle.
10: What is that better way? How do we do it? How do we figure it out? How do we know when we're doing the right thing? What wars have we fought that are the good things that we fought for? (sighs) Nothing. I think that was the greatest way to end that.
2: Got to think about
10: it, man. I mean, seriously. World War II, in my personal opinion, would be the last true real war. And I might even be wrong on that. I mean, the premise behind it maybe isn't real, but at least the people fighting it had morals that meant something that, that really, really touched a different plane than, than the morals we have in this country. And it's not even the wars we fight anymore. It's really down to the morals of the people fighting the wars. None of them have morals anymore. None of them have any resemblance of human, humanity to me. That's what I see. As I, as I, as I said with Bob, I wanted to, to have war. I wanted to fight and kill. That's what I thought we had to do. But I've learned through confusion. In reality that maybe those wars are not the way to get to a position where we are enlightening the society around us, where we are growing as a race, as a, not even a race, as a, as a, as a being, we are beings. We might be different colored. We might come from different regions. We're all same, the same being. Deep inside, we're out, we're made out of the same things. It's time we figure it out. It's time we unite. It's time we realize that we're all one group of, of beings. toad, I know you were trying to call earlier. I'm sorry. Uh, call back in. Get your thoughts out if you'd like. Uh, 941-421-0401. We got, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes or so left of the show before I, I do my out. So if you got something to say, please give me a call. 941-421-0401. We'll take some calls. I have some articles here, uh, pulled up. I want to get into. There's some obviously some cop hate there that we're going to have to discuss. Get into that a little bit. Uh I I guess Iran wanted to uh attack some of our ships. That's you know what, this is one that you know, it's it's a Fox story. So we're we're gonna let them tell the story how they want to tell it, and then we will discuss uh some of the details of that story after the fact.
3: First on Fox tonight, Iran threatening to shoot down American military aircraft. Three U.S. defense officials tell Fox News tonight, over the weekend Iranian military warned two U.S. Navy plans to change course or risk being shot down. The planes were flying over international waters off Iran's coast.
10: I was going to say, I think that's U.S. Navy planes, not plans, but I, I couldn't pause fast
3: enough. The officials say the U.S. pilots ignored the warning and continued on their mission.
10: Well, of course they ignored the warning, because we are the U.S. of A. We matter the most. Listen, these they're flying in territory that is right off the coast of Iran. If Iran was flying 12 miles off the coast of Florida here, where I live, in the Gulf of Mexico, 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 we would be attacking them. We would be threatening to blow them up. So why is it not okay for them to do it over in their territory? You know, I know I've read in this before, that every time I see this come up, it drives me nuts that we think that we're so important, that we think that we're we're, we're just better than everybody else, that we we should be able to be 13 miles off your coast, you know, because we're in international waters, so it's okay. But
9: don't worry about us here.
10: But if you were here, we'd be doing fucking backflips and worried about shit. What's up, Fort Toad?
9: What's going on?
10: How you doing, brother?
9: Not much. I wanted to call in uh, while Bob was talking because his arrest, like I watched the video and all that stuff. And you guys completely glossed over the fact that um, it was an illegal detainment. And uh, that's because in order for you to to be arrested for trespassing – um, the owner of the business or the manager of the business has to, has to say, I want this person out. And the law has to give you the chance to get out. OK, not the cop does not decide um, trespassing you. Right. That is a private property issue. So th- th- it makes it, it, Of course, they didn't arrest him and charge him for it. They just locked him down. This is a case of censorship by uh, the police. Censorship by authority.
10: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, I, I 100% agree when I saw this, I was at the beach on Saturday when I saw his post it was like 15 minutes into it happening I meant to tell him that, sorry I was sitting on the beach Bob, while you were uh, stuck in a jail cell for four and a half, five hours <laughs> but anyway uh, it, it, it is a sad turn of events and when you watch the video and how quickly, it's not even like he was trying to mess with them and I, I really was trying to stress that as we were discussing it, because he did not, at at any point, try to to disrespect them. He, he, you know, he kind yeah. of pointed out a few things, you know, oh, God, I've been harassed myself, which means, you know, I'm sure somebody threatened him or got up in his face at one point in time over the videos that he was showing. You know, so who's the antagonizer, the guy showing the video or the guy being the douchebag?
9: Right, right. Well, he's a better activist than I am because... You knock somebody uh, out, you might break a freaking, uh, no, you I'll, might break a stovetop for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to cost me eighty bucks. Um, I, I would have gotten crap beaten out of me because I'd have been like, I'm not going anywhere because I would have brought up the law. I was like, you, t- you bring somebody here to tell me that they want me to leave. You tell me who told you to tell me to leave, and then I'll fucking leave. Well, see, that's then, where that's bam!
10: where he is a yeah, that's where he's a smart activist because he knew he could have resisted legally he could have resisted and and this goes down to what everybody says just just do what the cops want and deal with it and fight in the long run and and unfortunately in this day and age in, in the society we live in if you actually want to you know come out of that arrest without a bullet in your chest then you have to acquiesce as he did because if he would have Again, he was not charged with anything. He just sat in a prison cell for five hours or a jail cell for five hours. Never charged with anything. Nothing on his record. He probably has legal recourse.
9: Yeah. That that's an illegal detainment.
10: Right. Well, and we did we did touch know, on that, but I, I, I kinda let it go because he's got a case that he has to work right. on and I didn't want to get into it too much. You he's know. also
9: got, you know, Minnie Tuscan over there with him. Right. So uh,
10: you know, this will pay off in the long run for him. I have no doubt in my mind. Not pay off, but...
9: Well, no, that's not his thing. He doesn't care about suing the cops. He just cares about getting the message out. That's, this is why he's a way better activist than me. Well,
10: anyway, than you, me, or, or the average person. The average person that that's getting shot by cops because they're trying to stand up for themselves, even though they're right, they're getting shot by the cops. Mm-hmm. This is the exact situation I'm trying to bring up here, is is that... He had to sit in that cell and walked away, and he'll probably take some money in the long run. He might get like uh, like uh,
9: even if he did gets no money, he st- he still has a nice video showing Nathan what Cox.
10: happened. Remember, Nathan Cox got got sixteen grand. Okay, sixteen grand for somebody living like that who wants to set up a homestead. That's a nice little piece of change to 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 do what you want to do with. It's feasible he could walk away with something like that based on the the case that I see a fr- in front of me.
9: Yeah, and he, maybe he could buy a, a decent generator.
10: <laughs> and be ready when that storm comes through next time.
9: Even I was prepared. I don't have a generator, but I have a 12-volt battery that I got on my diesel pickup truck. That was uh, my diesel truck. And I have it charged. I have a... Um, I have an, a, a thing for attach it to a, an inverter, so I have I'll have power. I won't I won't be able to power the my TV or my uh, refrigerator, but I'll get my phone going.
10: So Dave, actually, this story here. Now that I got you on with me, what time is it? Forty two. We got time. Um, this story made me think of you. Do you know what story I'm going to talk about here? <laughs> no. Okay, let me play the audio for you real fast here.
9: Also tonight a Chicago man fed up and frustrated with what he says is the rising crime in his neighborhood takes matters into his own pocketbook, shelling out thousands to pay for private street security. But in this original report, CBS 2's Dana Kozlov
3: tells us he still isn't satisfied.
16: Security firm owner Howard Greer, also a Chicago cop, patrols the 1100 block of North LaSalle. It's his off-duty job, paid for by this man, block resident D. Mudd. I've been watching my neighborhood deteriorate over the last couple of years. Police, he said, couldn't keep up, so Greer and fellow off-duty officers now walk this near-north pocket with guns and handcuffs six days a week, eight hours a day. The biggest problems here, drug dealing, prostitution, and loitering.
3: It's like a supplement. Supplement to a crime fight, supplement to the police department. And I think it's very effective.
16: Effective, but expensive.
3: We've paid out roughly since the middle of uh, August uh, $5,000. He's
16: budgeted $50,000. Do you have any regrets using this much of your own money? Not at all. Not at all. I have the means, I've been very fortunate. Mudd doesn't blame police, Must be nice. in fact, he sympathizes with them. He also talked to his alderman before hiring Greer's firm. I reached a point where where the I couldn't take it anymore. Alderman, w- alderman Walter Burnett tells me he remembers speaking to Mudd and agrees there are not enough police patrols. Should it come to this? Burnett doesn't think so, neither does Mud. I have solved the
3: problem for my neighborhood. But what I've done is I've just pushed the problem to
16: another street corner in Chicago. And that's not the results that we as citizens should be looking for. Mudd does share some cost with another building in the area. He says it may take groups or blocks of citizens to do the same to help further deter crimes in other areas of the city. But he really hopes the city increases its efforts to tackle crime at its roots causes. Rob, you know, that means more of a commitment to learning English, you dumb bitch, to family support, (laughs) that sort of thing. Jobs. But in the meantime, this is what he's doing. Sorry, I didn't
10: mean to be this rude, rude to her at the Not end funny. there. But yeah. she really, you know, she's talking about how to solve the problem. Maybe if you went to high school and learned how to speak <laughs> properly before you did a news report. Uh, but do you, do you see why I thought about you?
9: Yeah, because I've been screaming private security for uh, since I started on your show.
10: So, oh, so what's what's uh, what's up with this deal here? What do you think?
9: Well, he's right. He's he's while he's protecting his block. Uh, he he's possibly pushing off some of the crime to other areas, but that's not his problem. It's, it's the problem of the law enforcement. And here's the thing. I'll bet you that cop that he has hired for $50,000 a year does not pull him over and give him a fucking speeding ticket, does not fucking give him a ticket because he's parked too close or too far away from the parking lot, uh, the curb, does not fucking pull him over and say his window tint is too fucking dark.
10: I would probably have to agree with you that that's not happening happening, and, and the crime is not happening around this building now with that happening. So I, that was one of the stories I had pulled up and, and you and I have discussed multiple times that that is a positive solution because um, when a cop accidentally shoots your four-year-old daughter uh, in, instead of your dog, which he was trying to shoot, uh, your city won't be responsible for the $780,000 that's getting paid out now. Right. The, the private firm that you, that was hired will be responsible for it.
9: Right, and and the private firm will have insurance. So if there if there happens to be a rogue cop, just like the one that you have down by you who shot that lady in that uh, training class, um, they would not say they would be like, hey, listen, we need to make sure everybody you hire is above board. Not this fucking uh, shuffling around like like the Catholic Church did. 15 years ago you know they uh they'll they'll be like nope this guy is is aggressive we don't want him we're not going to insure him so we won't give you a we won't we won't underwrite your bond and and the uh just like a truck
10: driver can't get a job if he has too many accidents or too many tickets or something like that bingo yeah if you have too many complaints against you as a cop you shouldn't be able to have a job anymore
9: because then you won't kill somebody down the road as a cop yeah I am just yeah you know, but you you almost can't fault the individual it's the system the system incentivizes. Well I was going to say
10: I was going to say Dave one of the things I found interesting about that story is I can't remember the third complaint but there's three things he said there was a problem in his in his block drug hmm. dealing prostitution and one other thing Do you remember the third No all right there was the, but but drug dealing and prostitution are both <laughs> things that that personally I don't think should be illegal it right. should be regulated. It should be, you know, controlled. Maybe,
9: maybe right. if it, if, it, if it wasn't illegal and it was, let's just say, decriminalized, um, the prostitutions, the prostitutes would get uh, a, a monthly checkups like they do out in Nevada. The uh, the drugs would be, uh, you know, you'd have names on it like 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 they have in in the um, in California and Colorado. You know, you get to find they, they label it. They send it to some to a, a lab and they say this is good stuff and this is what's in it. Right, yep. you ha- you know exactly what you're getting, but because it's decriminal, because it's a criminal offense, uh, the black market takes over, and now you have no so- no way of uh, knowing what you got.
10: Are you voting yes on two, Dave? That's I'm not story. voting. You're not voting for anything. No, nothing local, nothing important to you. There's nothing important to you.
9: All right, so he- here's the deal: if I voted uh, for the marijuana thing, what does that get me?
10: Um it gets to the point where they how are they going to, listen i get your point i know where you're coming from you're not mm-hmm. going to go get a medical card because you don't want to have a, a concern with your the ccw and you don't want to be registered to do that thing i get that right. but but once it gets to the point of of that level and i know that that, that they're still going to arrest people but you see in 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 uh, st pete uh, they've decriminalized it themselves. You're in
9: Tampa, or Tampa. Right down, I'm, 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 I'm in Hillsborough County. I'm not in Tampa proper. But uh, if I was in the city of Tampa, um, I would get a parking ticket, essentially. But the thing is, um, I, you know, once I got a, a a once there's a charge of me ha- of possession, now the government knows that I lie on my Your CCW
10: uh, application.
9: No, when I buy every time I buy a gun, it, it asks you line fourteen. Have you ever used drugs in an illegal manner? And it actually excludes or it includes uh, marijuana. Go ahead with the caller. What's up there, Wayne?
10: How you doing, brother?
9: What's up, Sean? What's up, Dave? What's going on with y'all, hey. man? What's going on, Wayne?
2: Not a whole lot, man. Dave uh, got me I got Dave got me with this private security thing, the higher private security. Uh, they tried it a couple of years ago here in Baltimore in a section of the town called Cherry Hill and it didn't work out. The company wound up getting sued for $25 million because these guys were violating people's rights.
9: Right. You see what happens? They're if, not if the there company, anymore. If, if the company's bad, they go out of business. Unfortunately, there wasn't somebody else there to take up the slack because I bet you it was probably one company that was allowed to do it. Yeah, it
2: was one company, right? It was one company, right?
9: So and
10: there's no you... competition, so of course it's like you, know, you stick a McDonald's in a truck stop. Uh, where are they going to go? They're going to go to McDonald's or are going to go to the gas station and get peanuts.
2: Right. Right. But These cats were pulling people over. Like, one particular couple got lost. It was a white couple. They were from Virginia. They had just left either a football game or a baseball game. And you actually got to go through Cherry Hill to get out of town. And they were a white couple. Cherry Hill is a predominantly black area with a high drug crimes and drug-related stuff down there. And they got turned around. So they got pulled over by this company, and they got harassed. They, I think, they're the ones that you know started the lawsuit. The two of the white kids. They, they, they were looking. They were looking harassed. for the
10: hard drugs, is what they were doing, dude. Wayne, I, I don't know if I ever told you this story before. Uh, you know, I grew up in New Jersey. I grew up right outside Camden, uh, where, Rutgers, right. where Rutgers is. And uh, when I was about, I don't know, 22, 23 years old, I worked at a restaurant right outside of Camden. Well, a lot of the guys, a lot of the guys I worked with lived in some of the campus housing. I got lost going through Camden one day. Um, this was like about two o'clock in the morning. We were going out to party after work, and this cop pulls me over in Camden. I'm driving this big jacked up. I got a Jeep on, uh, Jeep Wrangler on 33 inch tires, <laughs> jacked up, sound system, the whole nine yards. Cop pulls me over and he goes, "Listen," he said, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm trying to find my buddy's. You know, he goes to college in Rutgers. I got, got you know, kind of messed up here." He's like, "Here's what you're gonna do." You see that stoplight up there? I said, yeah. He said, you're going to drive through it. If it's red, you're going to go through it. He said, you see the stoplight after that? I said, yeah. He said, you're going to make a left-hand turn at that stoplight. If it's red, you're going to go through it. Do not stop your vehicle. And you're going to keep driving until you get the fuck out of this town, because if you don't, I'm going to find you beat up on the side of the (laughs) road. And this is a black cop talking to
2: me. Right. So I get your story. I get your feeling, you know? Yeah, yep. Oh, hey, and Dave, Hey, uh Dave, you remember uh, Hashtag Fuck Officer
9: Ruby? Yeah. You remember you started that, right? I'm sure, I'm, well, I've started a lot of fuck, you know, somethings. <laughs> well, that one was started at Ranch
2: Festival, man. I don't know. Uh, I, well, I think I texted you all about the story about him shooting a girl up here, right?
10: Right, the one with the kid, uh, that the standoff right. one.
2: Yesterday our family saw the uh, um, uh, lawsuit, a wrongful death lawsuit yesterday. they suing the county and suing him. For two million dollars
9: a piece so we'll see how that works out yeah see see I think what will solve this problem with police aggression or, or is the accountability if you could sue the officer personally yep. um, then yeah, they think twice yeah right exactly then they think twice and you know they don't want look let's be honest most people that become cops want to help but it's the system that turns them into these kind of uh thing. cops,
2: tyrants, man. They
9: turn into tyrants. Yeah, exactly. Agree,
2: yep. What they turn into?
9: And, and remember, yep, it's, yeah. the system—the system incentivizes them to do that because you know, you, in order for you to move up, you have to arrest people. And who are you going to yep. arrest? You're going to—you're not going to because you're a beat cop. You're not arresting a, dr- arresting a drug dealer. You're arresting a local guy who's who's you know the guy who's selling Lucy cigarettes on the fucking corner. When
10: I first moved right, here, yeah. when I first moved here to, to my area that I live in, Dave, uh, the, the, the town next to me is called Northport. And there's a cop in Northport. His name is called. His nickname is Nick at Night. And yeah. everybody told you to watch out for Nick at Night because he would even pull over and ticket his own mother. Wow, that's how Fucking bad asshole, this guy man. is. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You get those cops like that. Man, they get overzealous and and, and over. They hyped up, up, up. They high on authority. This is what they are. They high on authority. That might well. That's a drug. That's their addiction. You know. Yep.
9: Yep. High on they
2: authority ahead,
9: okay, Dave?
2: No, go ahead. I was gonna say and they get it they get the tripping, and then they get to the point where as though whatever they say goes. If it is their way or you go to jail. No matter what it is, they look at all all um they look at all uh, situations as though you're aggressing towards them and their safety is it, 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 it's their paramount. is their safety is paramount. Exactly.
10: Well that's like the Bob Tuscan video. If you if you haven't watched it, Wayne Watch the video. About,
2: yeah, yeah, I saw it. I'm going to watch it. It's if you, if you, if funny. You YouTube. You go to YouTube and you search Bob Tusk and get arrested. All these fucking videos come up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> well, it's that's a true act there,
10: man. But you watch it. It goes literally. It's, it's, it's a minute and 49, the actual video where he gets arrested at. It's the first time he's approached by the cops, and, and it takes a minute and 49 before he's in handcuffs.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. See, that tells me that, that they arrested him unlawfully. Yeah, absolutely.
10: That's what that tells me absolutely yeah, that's
9: exactly. What that tells me. No, that's the thing is they never arrested him. They detained him illegally because they never charged him with anything. Right, he
10: stuck See, him in a drunk tank again. for oh, five didn't? hours. No, they. Yeah, he's not been charged.
9: Yeah, they. they Are they you serious? Him in a, in, I, shit you not, man.
10: They let him go. They 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 stuck him in a drunk tank for four and a half, five hours and then let him go with no charges.
2: What would that be called if you and I did that, Dave? What is that? Kidnapping.
9: Uh yeah, kidnapping. Well, yeah, exactly. Kidnapping, right, ki- kidnapping <laughs> is another thing. But if i if I was in Bob Tuskin's place or if I was the guy holding the camera with Bob Tuskin. I would have gotten a shit beaten out of me. Because they, like, well, no, they no, no, threatened
10: no. him. They threatened the video videographer that was holding the camera. They looked at him yeah. and said, "You know, he you're going to get this shit too. going, right?" Yeah.
9: Yeah, I would have
2: been like, see that's just, just that's outrageous." Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, crazy, man. Is.
9: And, and uh, this is just a well, anyway, local uh, college uh, football game where this happened. Yeah, you were right about the
2: trespass thing too. I, I think I'm pretty sure you got to be told, hey, this is so-and-so, I don't want him on his property anymore, and then they tell you to leave. Right. You know what? They actually the signed
10: papers. That, they actually he, he signed papers and shit.
2: It's, the good thing is he got that on tape that they said, well, we're arresting you for trespassing. So, right. I mean, but I, like you said, Sean, he probably won't pursue it. Me, I'd be looking to get paid off that shit because I want me a new boat, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd be looking wait, to get paid off of it. Wait, Wait a minute. A new boat? Oh, he's actually a new boat. I, mean, uh, I meant to say a boat. A boat. <laughs> a boat. Well, listen. No, not boat.
9: I might have to come up.
10: <laughs> listen. Everybody deserves to get to get restitution for for being mistreated. I don't care who you are. He's been mistreated. He was, as Dave says, he's illegally detained, uh, and he deserves a restitution in this situation. And and anybody who is wronged by law enforcement, by government officials, by city officials, by any official. Deserves restitution. And unfortunately, when we allow leaders and rulers to be in place that, that, that cause these restitutions, we're the ones that pay for them. So that's, that's, true, that's yeah. the problem we all have to keep in mind. We're the ones paying for all the, the demise <laughs> and all the, the fuck ups of these cops.
2: That's true, cause they just paid out Freddie Gray's family. Why my damn property taxes go up? Last month, <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, is that coincidence? You know, you think of a coincidence? My nope. property taxes went up. I, exactly. I'm like, no. I I, wife, I'm like, wait a minute, and God, why, I told my wife, I was like, wait
10: a minute, and that's why to- that's why law enforcement officers should be required to purchase private insurance to cover themselves. That each law enforcement officer should have to pay, just as you have to pay insurance to drive your car, just as you have to pay insurance for your cell phone, a law enforcement officer should have to pay insurance to cover in case he makes a mistake. In case he makes a bad judgment call, he should have to pay for that insurance that covers him. You as a citizen should not be paying for that.
2: Yeah, we we are. So in other words, they should be paying for their own bond.
10: No, no, they should be paying sure. just as you pay auto insurance, Wayne. You have to pay right. insurance on your vehicle in case you get in an accident. A cop should have to pay what $100 a month, $50 a month, $25 a month. The The fucking union could pay for it for all I care. But right. once they right, do right. an injustice or once they make a mistake... It's covered. And, and the citizens that are affected by that mistake, whether it be an injury that breaks an arm, whether it be ba- brain damage for the rest of the life, whatever it be, the citizen is then protected from the actions of that officer.
9: Yeah, it's just right, like. Yeah, uh, right now, right now uh, the city absorbs that, man. Exactly. Well, not the city. The city doesn't absorb it. The city just takes, they pay the money out of their bond and then they just take more money from you. For you, they, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, right. They, they don't give a shit. It's got to be like doctors, like these malpractice lawsuits. So, you know, a doctor, in order for him to become a doctor and practice, he's got to get malpractice. So that way, if he fucks up, the, the, the taxpayers aren't on the hook i just want I, i'm I'm googling around here and i just want to let you know. while
3: you google
10: around hold on we got another caller on the line and and it's I, I'm eight I'm gonna o'clock break out,
9: Sean. i gotta get my truck
2: loaded though man but i'm gonna let y'all go i'm gonna All keep right. listening as long as you're at eight o'clock
10: so yeah we're, i'm gonna wrap it up here with brian we got brian g after you and then we'll wrap it up my friend wayne it was nice right, talking John. my friend i'll talk to you soon later wayne
2: saying hey, peace out man
10: later Peace. brian g what's up brother
13: Oh, nothing, dude. I'm I'm sorry I just got into a heated discussion. But I just wanted to say that I love you guys all.
10: You... Love you too, man. Well, of course we hey, love yeah, you too.
13: You, Dave, fucking Wayne. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Brian's, Brian's put a few down, I think, tonight. No, um, I've been up all fucking night. So. Oh, that's right. You
10: said something about staying up all night when you uh, tweeted earlier.
13: Yeah. Yeah. I brought the party down again. No, no, not, no,
10: no, I was just going no, to say,
9: how's it going over there in the West Coast?
10: We're going to get him out here, think, Dave. We're going to get him on our way. We're going to get him down here to Florida.
13: Yeah, our West Coast. <laughs> yeah, our West Coast. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm down for sure. I mean, I have nothing here for me besides family, but yeah.
10: Sometimes nothing there for you is the best thing you can have because even if it is just family keeping you, because I went through this myself, I had nothing for me in Jersey except for family. In order for me to keep my life together, I had to leave that area to go to another place to get my life back in order. And that was about 12 years ago or so. So I've rebuilt everything from there.
9: Oh, it's dinner time.
10: Yeah. Dave saw Lexi tap me on the shoulder. <laughs> so keep that in mind, my friend. Oh. It's not necessarily coming here, but sometimes you have to leave where you are. If if everything just yeah. seems the worst, you just have to leave where you no, are I mean, and explore.
13: I've been lately like positive. I mean like even though like some things seem cryptic in messages, but I'm positive and I'm feeling good, and things are looking up.
9: Good. Glad to hear, man. Well, that's what we want to hear. I'm actually, even uh... if it... go ahead.
13: Oh, no, I was going to say, like, even if it's in Florida, somebody hooked me up with a job at Publix.
9: That's a good place
10: to work, man. Yeah, if you get in with yeah. Publix, dude, I know uh, there's a girl that actually lives in my apartment complex here. And she works for public. She's worked for them for a long time. Um, and she just was able to take three months off of work. And she went and did the Appalachian Trail for the whole summer. She walked the Appalachian Trail, came back, and went back to work after three months.
9: From what I understand, if you get in good, because they, they, they issue company stock. Um, it's not public stock. Um, if you work there 20 years, you'll walk out of there a millionaire.
13: Okay. That's Sounds a good company. Good. Better yeah. than... Shit-ass Kroger.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, there are things I don't like about Publix, but it's a, from what I understand, it's a fantastic place to work.
10: Well, it's a small company, and they take care of their employees from what I see, Uh, from what I understand. Because I know I actually know a lot of employees from Publix. And if you can get in with them, uh, it's definitely a a great place to get into. Now, coming out of California, you know, there's some things that are legal in California you're going to have to worry about as you get out this way. Keep that well,
13: one. Yeah. Ugh. I understand that. <laughs> I could work and hustle, you know? I mean, not hustle in a bad way, but I know my stuff in the that's grocery the, business.
9: That's the thing about Florida here. If you're a hustler, you can make money. Right? Yeah. Because Florida is a... It's hard right, to right find to-
10: people that can work, actually, in Florida. actually will move. Right. All yeah. Right. I mean... I'm going to wrap it up, Brian. My dinner is ready, my friend.
9: I just want one. I have <laughs> one more thing to say after Brian gets off.
10: All right, Brian. We'll talk to you later. All right, brother? All right. All right, I Love you, up, man. Love you, you
13: man.
9: too, man. Peace. All right, later. All right, Dave. What do you got to say? I am... Uh, my lease is up at the end of June, and I'm finally doing it. I'm planning my trip to Latin America. Oh, my gosh.
10: Are you going to go to Honduras finally?
9: Well, that's the that's that's the code word, but it's really Guatemala.
10: <laughs> you should go uh, visit Kurt. He's already invited us. He already said you have a place to stay uh, if you need.
9: No, I'm f- I'm not driving down. I'm flying in and flying out. But my plan is to stay about three months because I you can only stay there ninety days, and I'm going to see if I can actually make because when I get out of here, I'll, I'll have about three thousand dollars because I get that money back, um, and I'm going to see if I could live down there for three months on three thousand dollars, and if I could do it. Uh, and not touch my uh, checks, my disability checks. I'll come back home and I'll have six thousand dollars, and I'm I'm just getting on the plane, going right back down, <laughs> ready to rock and roll. Yeah, get, get so, the,
10: the Raz complex set up in in Honduras, in Guatemala. But yeah,
9: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking at. Hey, when stuff.
10: you come to visit, I got computers I need fixed, and uh, I we're missing you. I, I
9: I've been thinking about you yeah, uh, because I, I, I've seen the picture of you on the you know every goddamn weekend. and you're on the beach taking pictures. I'm like, I have not been to the beach at all since the last time I was with you last September. So I was like, i got to get my ass up there. And it's just the, the money situation is rough right now. You don't need uh, any money. My God. I do need dude. money. Well, you I need money. gas is all get you need. Get there and back. All right, that's all
10: you need is gas to get here and back, and you don't need anything else. So get your ass down here soon. i got right. some work I need. My kid's computer's not working anymore. When, when,
9: when, when, when are you off? Or when is your weekend not uh, on call? Uh, I'm
10: on call this coming weekend, and then next weekend I won't be. And then Mikey's birthday is in October, and we're going to Legoland, so get with Lexi. I know you guys were chatting this past weekend, too. Maybe so. the
9: 24th. Maybe I'll shoot down there, because I I, 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 sh- I will have a little bit. All right, man. Later. All right, my friend. Hey,
10: you know how it works. You know I love you. Love you, too, man. Thank you for joining us in the First 52. Forto, thanks for calling in and, and, and being part of it. Bob Tuscan, I love you, my friend. Be safe. Stay out of the way of the cops, all right? you listen listening to First Fifth to RazRadioLive.com. Be safe. Be human beings. I love you all. Let's
8: investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss, of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced to love or to hate. I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes But it takes a long time In the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all with no time to waste Fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode moving free, unguided guided through the beautiful, the silent with the light show from a passing UFO lost in the glow of the unknown please don't go and I I don't know how I got here or how I'm getting home Well right from day one I've been in this alone With arms stacked against I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Ali, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life Now's time to connect It's an SOS The data's been sent So now we just wait And hope for the best With the sunset hung behind us In the universe to blind us From the moon We'll watch the whole world explode Moving free, unguided Through the beautiful The silent the light show From a past The yeah.
10: Thank you so much. Thanks. First 52's the bump diggity.